0: When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide where I stop and I turn and I go for a ride till I get to the bottom and I see you again. Yeah, 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 yeah. all mean, you ask? Subjectively, well, I suppose it could mean anything. Objectively, probably nothing at all. Not a gosh-dirt thing. But where's the fun in that, you silly gleep? Some people believe they can see the future in tea leaves. Well, some believe they can predict mental traits by observing the lumps on your noggin. Now, Charles Manson planned to destroy the world and then rebuild it again using only a Beatles song a novel written by that Starship Troopers guy, and a whole lot of drugs. All I know is I worked real hard and did what Tom Nook told me, and that when the store was finally built, those creepy little Nooklings commenced to prancing about in not but those provocative little blue aprons, all the time finishing each other's sentences and never once offering to redeem my pop bottles or explain why every good hippie's hodge must climb the canyon where Johnny the Wad, Didn't see nothing. No, sir, not a gosh-darn thing. Yes, it has been a long, strange trip it's been. And yes, I am, pants-on-head-gleep. And no, Tom Nook don't, sir. But more about that later. For now, be safe, stay home when you should, and play more games, dammit. Okay, alright, so now, discorporating... Now to my left and to y'all all y'all's right on the radio dial, he is Sorian Saurwin. Sorian how you be, I mean, apart from the discorporatedness you get it, discorporate apart You get it? I have always been
1: incorporeal, so <laughs> how are I you? <laughs> <laughs> i having some I don't know, some back pain and some just like general fatigue issues lately but aside from that I, I can't complain too much i i still have a job and as far as i know i'm not sick
0: good so no no fever or difficulty breathing no okay good good good, good. well i I, well, I know you've had you've also you've had some physical injuries that you know might attribute to the back issue right yeah that's a chronic problem but it, I don't
1: know, it's been worse lately
0: oh, i'm sorry to hear that i know because it's been difficult for you to get uh get regular exercise too, which I know, um, uh, for physical things is, uh, is very, uh, important. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. So, uh, you know, I actually, um, I found out about my first person that I know who has, uh, actually has the COVIDs this week. Um, my sister in law, oddly enough, who uh, we're not real close to, um, she and her daughter both have it. And I guess have, uh, been in and out of the hospital for the last month so um, uh, feel you know feels kind of weird to actually know somebody that, that that has the thing and fortunately for the for the the little girl um, it's no they did chest x-rays and there's no um, none of that stuff building in her lungs so she's likely going to be okay but I guess it's just been a really a really crappy time for the both of them so kind of brings it back home, you know, you know, it gets warm, people start going out and acting, acting the fool. And then, you know, you get a little sobering news and you kind of go, yeah, we ain't there yet. But, um, and to, it is my supreme pleasure to announce here and now that Elon Musk will not. I repeat, he will not be moving his California Gigafactory to Texas or to Nevada. You see, we have reached an agreement in principle to quit Alameda County. This is going to be the second time for me. Uh, And we are relocating GigaWorld to that magical land known by all as the Kingdom of San Joaquin. Yes, the very same realm that is ruled over by that magical man, the King of San Joaquin, the beloved King Vendus back with us again. Welcome back, and a new microphone too. Fancy. Fendus, care to share your new toy with the class? It's so
2: snazzy. It's the HyperX <laughs> quadcast, and it's, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> it, and it lights up red when you touch it, huh?
2: Yeah, so I, I clearly know if I'm talking on mute or not, at least if I'm looking <laughs> at it
0: you're paying attention (laughs) i know i I love it all these convenient these items of convenience that um that uh you know with all the idiot lights that if you're not paying attention to don't be a damn bit of good but it's a nice looking microphone and gosh it sounds really really good you were uh you were sending some stuff some samples of it uh to me via the interwebs and i was very very impressed um because the both of you guys, you're now uh, you're also utilizing the RTX um, uh, voice uh, cleaning. I don't know, it voice something or other that RT the Nvidia technology that is that cleans up uh, um, audio background voice. noise. Yeah, it's background. Yeah.
2: cleans up the background noise through AI. Ooh, <laughs> that's that's
0: right. Now I am um, on this machine here at work that I record on. I don't have a, a a 2000 series, I have a 1060, but um, someone was saying that that will still work, but I have not, I did not investigate uh, setting so, it up, and I, yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, sorry, I just, I'm using a 1080.
0: Okay, okay. Um, and was it difficult to, uh, to, to set up the thing to make it do the thing? No, <laughs> I just, you
2: literally just delete the line of code from the installer that says, do not install... On anything non, 2000 Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. It's so super easy. You...
0: <laughs> okay. Um. And uh. So you have to uninstall the drivers to, and then reinstall and do a thing, or is there um is there like a no. config file?
2: Yeah. Basically, it's a config file. Well, so, a config so you file. do the you do the install, right? And then it errors mm-hmm. out. And when it errors out, you close it. You go to your te- Windows temporary files if you're on Windows, and you just go to the installer file that it created to install with, and remove that line, mm-hmm. and then run that file, and it installs.
0: That's awesome. Well, I will I will definitely um, be checking that out for uh, next time, and I'm, I'm attempting to speak very clearly and directly into the dirty sock I have placed over my microphone. <laughs> oh, boy. Time to do laundry. <laughs> At least mine's clean. <laughs> you see, you see, you're thinking ahead. Well, you're three hours ahead of me, so you know, you're from you the got, future. You got, <laughs> got the sun ain't even down here. All right, well, you know, guys, um, I just wanted to, you know, check in. It's it is uh, what is it? It's tomorrow's my anniversary. Who boy? Somebody sent me a subtle hint, and by by somebody I mean my wife, and by subtle I mean if you forget tomorrow, you better you better not just not come home. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, um, I'm, I'm uh, it'll, on my way home tonight. I'm going to be looking for presents um, <laughs> tonight. Oh, yeah, I, for, fortunately, fortunately, I don't get her much stuff. So, I, anytime I get her anything, it's usually a pretty big, big deal. <laughs> that the expectations low. Exactly, managing those expectations. Uh, no, I think we'll probably just find some place nice to get some takeout for dinner um, and, uh, yeah. and you know do that and maybe uh, we've been watching um, we're, we're not watch uh, television watchers, but occasionally we'll get on a on a, on a tangent and right now we are watching uh, old BBC spy drama stuff. Um, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago there was a movie came out uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Uh, with Gary Oldman and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and a couple of other um, uh, folks you might recognize. Oh, uh, what's his name? Oh, um, uh, crap! Um, Bane. Who the guy? Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was in it too. Just excellent, excellent. But uh, fun movie. But not if you haven't read the books or seen the BBC series because it they they cram the whole thing into like two hours and it's. On the BBC series, it was almost eight hours. So it's, it's um, you got to kind of have to know what you're watching, uh, otherwise it's just not going to be real, real clear to you. But anyway, so we'll probably have some Chinese food and watch um, British um, spy drama. You know, I, I don't, and I don't know what that says about us, but it, it certainly must say something. Um. So anyway, I was just thinking, you know, uh, in a little bit. Uh, you know, anything new that has happened since the last time we recorded? What's the weirdest? thing that has happened to you since we last recorded, because, you know, that's where I'm going. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, Sorin, you care to lead us off?
1: Hmm. Weirdest thing that's happened to me. I guess the, the weirdest thing I've seen happen in general lately, aside from Georgia reopening way really too early, which mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. Um, let's see, the, the Doom De Novo anti-cheat issue has been interesting
0: yes yes and, and um and what has can you tell us kind of what the purpose of that because i wasn't aware of that and you just had mentioned it before we started recording but what the purpose of that is and, <laughs> and then what in reality it's actually doing
1: sure so the basically they've added a anti-cheat software kind of like people are probably familiar with in some ways um like bad Eye or easy anti-cheat stuff like that but they're the purpose of it is to eliminate cheating from the multiplayer mode in Doom in the mm-hmm. hopes that they can, you know, get things back to how they were at launch, hopefully, and not the nightmare that it is now, I guess. I don't know. Allegedly. I, I hadn't really seen anyone cheating in that in that multiplayer mode, but I didn't play it a ton either. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, it was, I, I didn't, from after we had played it, it didn't appear as though it was, like, that popular of a game mode. No. Um, but the
1: unfortunate mm. thing is that the, that affects the single player as well as the multiplayer mode. And a lot of people are reporting having lots of issues since that update came out that uh. it contained that. They didn't really advertise it too much either. Like it's You kind of had to look for it. Now, obviously, everyone knows and they're review-bombing the game. Mm. Uh, but the, the thing that makes it worse than other NPHP software is that it's a, a kernel mode driver. Mm-hmm. is what they're using. So it has you know, bring level zero, like super act to your computer at a level that a game just does not need. It's very excessive and the people might be familiar with the terminology from the um the recent, you know, scandal with Riot Games is uh Valorant mm-hmm. thing kind of thing. Like the there's, you know, with Riot Games it starts when your computer starts and this allegedly they don't mm-hmm. have to do this, they just say that they are. I haven't confirmed it um mm. allegedly it only starts with the game and stops when the game stops, but there's nothing there's nothing stopping them from not doing that necessarily like they they have access to do whatever they want after you after you install this thing mm. you know, it's, it's way too much access it's like it's like bringing a nuke to a gunfight it doesn't make doesn't make sense.
0: Well, and um, there, was, there was a workaround for an issue with Star Citizen that I think I had brought to your attention, oh gosh, it might be six or nine months ago now, and I can't remember if it was the issue with the camera that they had where the guy, the Expanse author guy, had, um, had, a, um, had an unsatisfying consumer experience and let, uh, let the Twitter world know about it or it was something like that but essentially what they what they said to do in this workaround was just turn off all of the good things you know in your in your security settings and kind of let star citizen do whatever the heck it wanted but i just remember at the time you saying oh my god i can't believe that they would recommend that people do that that's just that's horrible I think those were two separate issues,
1: but yes, you're absolutely right. You should not turn off your firewall settings to play a damn game. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, uh, well what do you think? Should I, um, because I'm not really playing Doom right now. Um, I'm not really playing anything right now, unfortunately, but uh, should I? should I uninstall it?
1: I think it only installs once you launch the game, so as long as you don't launch the game, you should be okay.
0: Hmm, Okay, I mean, I'm just, I'm just wondering if it's a a thing that if I'm not going to play the, you know, because I'll forget, you know, because um, I'm, I'm old and my, 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 my head chemicals are wrong. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But you know, if, well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, as long as it's not, it's not putting something in there that when I launch Steam, you know, it's, um, you know, adding in all the happy fun time uh, here. Let us help your game boot up faster, stuff. Um, as long as that doesn't include some sort of a security uh, thing, then um, I won't worry about it. But, but it saddens me. It saddens me. And you know, there's another game that we were playing uh, that all three of us were playing for a while um, uh, that I think has also had some uh, some security issues or some cheating issues. And I think it was the last Oasis. Um, yeah, <laughs> and they have anti-cheat software. It it doesn't. I don't get the obsession
1: with that kind of stuff because it doesn't seem to help very much.
0: Now, would an, an would anti cheat catch? Because uh, I think it was this was a duping area, which I don't a duping error, which I don't understand all that well either. But um, I know that there were that they sent out a notification today, saying that they had banned several accounts, and also they had I think they might have even banned a couple clans um, who had found this this exploit. Right? Maybe it's not a cheat. Maybe it's an exploit, um, and were um, were benefiting un, uh, unfairly from uh, from exploiting the exploit so uh but yeah i know they they do have i noticed when you fire up that it has a little symbol there um but if that's i don't know is that how they know that people are doing this exploit or is uh, i guess i don't understand
1: i believe they caught them based on like logged data where they could go back and try to figure out and the. They- the only way they know anything happened in the first place is people reporting people. And then once they have evidence that one person did it, they can try to look back in the log and see, okay, we think this correlates to the exploit they used. Now, can we find other people that had similar, you know, data created in the log? Mm-hmm. The
0: same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Woo! Ah. Allergies, I love them. Um, well, it's... so it. I guess we're kind of back to it. What what good is this software? And we know we know the um, uh, the downside risk, which is that they're asking for um, un, unnatural uh, control over your computer system. Which uh, you know, for for uh, for some folks, you know, they have one computer, and that's the one that they play games on. That's the one that they, you know, um, it's which you know. So the the potential loss if something bad happens for some people is much greater than for for those of us that are able to dedicate a a computer system to gaming so um right yeah bad 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 juju um and you know the i I think also um well i want to talk about uh last oasis a little bit more later but uh um yeah that's um that's that's alarming um uh now, you have been playing um, a couple of other games that um, I know I have no exposure to, and I don't know if Vendus does. Um, uh, there was the one, was it uh, Population Zero or. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was. Now, there was an issue with that game as well, too. I mean, you know, there's that guy, that guy that we, uh, we send his links back and forth whenever he puts something out, uh, that Cura TV and um right. when they released the game i i was kind of surprised because he seems like a pretty you know a pretty calm <laughs> reserved you know benefit of the doubt kind of guy and he just he put out of it he just said do not buy this game um and uh so i um what was what was your experience and i don't know if you saw that video or not but do you have an opinion about his take on on what went wrong
1: I did see the video, and I, I have to say I, I agree with them, I don't, there's just not a lot to the game, there's not really a great foundation to it, the combat is really meh, the the building is meh, the, there's not a lot of quests or anything there, the um, the frame rate drops randomly, just all the time, the, the quests aren't interesting, there's just really... There's nothing that the game has going for it that I can see them building upon. I'm, okay. I'm kind of seeing this game just dropping off the face of the earth in a couple months.
0: Well, that's too bad because there was. Um, I, I I know you well enough to know that uh, it, you wouldn't be interested in in an upcoming game if it didn't have some some sort of an interesting premise to it. You know, I mean, um, you know, I don't. You're not the, the kind of guy that picks up games just you know just to have something new to play unless you know there's something that 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 you know has struck your fancy um so um do you think that this is this is due to the nature of the game or is this just bad idea poorly implemented
1: i think it's they have some interesting concepts they were trying to execute on and i think they executed on those ideas very poorly oh that's too bad
0: that's too bad. I mean, it's kind of like like Last Oasis again. Um, you know, it's I, I think there's some really interesting ideas, and I you know and, and I don't want to try to equate those two developers or those two games because I think that the guys at Last Oasis are doing are doing a really good job, or they're doing their best to stay on top of stuff and they're communicating uh, frequently and, to my my interpretation, openly. So um, I, I think that that's good, um, and I hope that they're able to um, to uh, Make that better. Um, so, um, any, any anything else? Um, uh, uh, your dog bring home anything interesting <laughs> for you to play with? <laughs> uh, I started playing Elix again after this is like the third
1: time I've given it a chance, and I, I finally, I finally get it. It's a good RPG,
0: and I, I actually enjoy it.
1: I can't wait for oh, number good. two.
2: I'm
0: sorry, Venice. What was that?
2: sorry I, I can't wait for number two for elix I, that game oh it's amazing it really is oh good
0: good and, and so is number two on the horizon uh it's been on
2: the horizon for a while so I think at this point it's just, it, they're theory crafting it but they've said they're gonna do it they just
0: haven't beyond that it's just yeah we're working on it you know okay and they're not they're not asking for money yet no no
2: they haven't asked for my wallet yet. They'll probably get it. I, li- I like Piranha Bytes. They'll probably get it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. I know that name. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. And, um, and Sorin, we still we have Starbase on the horizon, I I think, unless you've heard something that I-, I haven't. No, it's um the Closed Alpha is in progress
1: at the moment. They've had at least two waves so far. They're probably more since I last looked, so it's ideally like a couple hundred people are playing the game right now.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, for and, and what possible reason did they come up with for excluding you from this I, I'm pretty
1: pretty sure it's just that I haven't been terribly active in the actual proper Starbase community itself oh. I think that that's the selection criteria as far as I know is activity in their in their okay. actual proper discord don't
0: they know who you are I know you should play that card. You should just, like, you know, march right up there and just say, y- Don't you know who I am? I had 30 people watch my stream once. <laughs> and some of them liked it. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, so I mean, it's, I know that we're, um, uh, I know you're extremely interested in that game and, and um, uh, how you've described it to me. I'm, I'm also, um, I'm definitely interested in uh, giving it a try because, you know, it's. I hate to say it out loud with, with words, but it could be that, you know, Last Oasis isn't going to turn into the, you know, into the everyday driver that we had, or at least that I had hoped, you know, sort of the um, the uh, uh, the Eve clone, but, you know, different time, different place, different mechanics, um, something that you would get invested in and have a large group of uh, folks that you are uh, playing with. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> it could be that that's, that's not in the cards for that game, and that's fine. I mean, these are all unreasonable expectations that I towed around like uh, like a $2 suitcase. So. I'm definitely you know. interested in
1: making emergent gameplay one of the primary drivers of the game. hmm But yeah, I'm, I'm missing the same thing right now. I really don't have a daily driver game right now.
0: Right, right. I mean, I love um, I love uh, Deep Rock Deep Rock Galactic, which is released. Um, it's it's a fun game. It's a fun game if you assuming you can get a, a group of people together. It's also you know you can kind of you can solo it and have a good time. Um, uh, just that Beth- damp here. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh, you 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 summoned the phlegm god. <laughs> um, no. Um, it's, you know, but, you know, again, it comes up against that thing. There's, we've got several of these games that are a lot of fun, but you've got a a cap of four players at a time. And, um, it really, um, you know, it doesn't, it, it shouldn't make as big a difference as it does because, you know, uh, a lot of, I think our group, uh, you know, we, we game usually together on Friday nights, um, and, uh, you know, the, what do you want to play question becomes very difficult when we have, you know, six or, or seven extremely charming and, um, uh, funny individuals in chat who all want to play together. And we end up, um, we, we end up, you know, trying to figure out, uh, you know, something to play that everybody wants to play. So, um... You know. Part of the
1: best answer to that has been Planet Thigh 2, and it, I think it's a couple reasons. One, it's, it's something we can all pretty much, at least most of us, can get into. And the, the second thing is, like unlike Star Citizen, unlike a bunch of other games, that you can, you can play with an infinite group if you really want to. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't take an additional 30 minutes per person, we add. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> or even... I would say even Destiny. There's still a lot of games like that where you're like, oh we get another person. We better, you know, wait twenty minutes for them to get set up and, and get in with us. And yeah, it, it just it, gets it really frustrating.
0: It shouldn't be that hard. You know, especially for a game like Destiny. You know, it shouldn't be that hard. I, I think we haven't, because we haven't at least I've not been present when we've had this come up in Deep Rock. Um, but I believe if somebody comes in, if you have room in your group, they just Pop in right wherever it is that you are. Yep. Um, it's not a. It's not a question of oh well. We already started. You gotta wait until we're done. Or because um, uh, what what game was? It? I think you do. You do reach a point in the level where you can't add anybody else. Or maybe that's. Maybe that's not. I think not we true. got someone right at the very end one time. Tr- I think you can do it whenever you want. I think you're right because I think we had grit come in right when the. Um, uh, when the escape pod came down <laughs> and he just kind of, Hey, thanks guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So Venice, you, you play deep rock. Oh yeah. I love that. I play the scout a lot. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I really enjoy it. And, um, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that some more, but anyway, Venice, um, what's new with you? What's the weirdest thing that has happened to you since the last time we recorded? Now, we, uh, we did miss you uh, last month, so it's been two months, Vendus. I'm expecting something exceptionally weird out of you. Uh, and remember, you have diplomatic immunity, so... Well, oh, that's right.
2: I'm unincorporated, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember if the last time I recorded with you guys, if it was... Did my dog bring me a possum?
0: No! So, no! <laughs> Yay! Funny story. Interesting thing. <laughs>
2: we're we're outside um just hanging out, you know, cuz that's all we can really do with this COVID stuff. And mm-hmm. my dog's going crazy at this like we have a bathroom on the outside of the house, you know, and there's like a little sink there and like a dresser drawer thing. And uh, mm-hmm. dog's going crazy at the dresser drawer. I'm like, "Get off the dresser drawer." Well, when I pull her back, I see a, a rat tail, you know, come flying out, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I look, and she's got a baby t- possum in her mouth, and it goes flying across the yard. Aww. And my wife screams. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm trying to hold the dog because the dog wants to go eat it, right? And then my two-year-old is like, oh, what's that? I want to go play with it. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining.
0: <laughs> so, so like, did the possum squeal as it flew across the yard? you get that nice Doppler effect? You know, the hee <laughs>
2: no i think it was pretty dead by the time it started flying my my dog you could you
0: could could have said yes you could have said yes well i was gonna say hold
2: on (laughs) i was gonna say there was blood spraying when it went oh awesome
0: (laughs) well no i mean i got blood on my
2: shoe and i was like well i never had possum blood on my shoe that's really weird (laughs)
0: See, so go into town and, you know, sidle up to the bar at the saloon and go, yeah, I had to kill possum today.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. And since then, she's brought three of them to my wife, and my wife is, uh, anytime a dog comes to her right now, she my wife is like, no, go
0: away, go that way, go away. <clears throat> uh, well, that that is fantabulous. That is fantabulous. Um, and you were saying that, that uh, your dog is a new dog, a relatively new dog. Yeah, I think
2: uh, four ish months, maybe five.
0: Yeah. Okay, and is she still a puppy, or is it a full-grown dog that you took? She's on? a year, so. Oh, okay. But but she was a stray,
2: they think, before, like, because she's a pound puppy. Oh, okay. And. uh oh, okay. She clearly, it's been. I feel like I'm training a, a large puppy because she has no, like, she still has puppy bite. She's still. Is a puppy.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well good on you for for um for getting a getting a dog that needed to be adopted and oh, taking always. her into in, into your home. That's that's fantastic. All my dogs um, have always come from the pound. <laughs> that, that's a that's a that's a beautiful beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. Um, and, uh, and, well, I don't know how you would top that, but, um, uh, and nothing, nothing of interest, uh, going on in the kingdom apart from, you know, um, uh, Giga City showing up here, uh, sometime soon. <laughs> um, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize him. He's sort of the odd flat-faced looking guy with the, the, the wife and the child with the very strange name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a car in space, so. And a,
0: ca- <laughs> and a car in space, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think we have good times ahead here. Um, um, any, anything else, uh, particular, I mean, we're going to get to games. uh, Oh, uh, non-gaming? No, 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 no. We're going to get to games in a second here. Uh, I just want to make sure that you didn't have anything else. Like, you know, you had been visited by aliens or, um, you, you know, won a contest and now you have free natural gas for a year or something like that.
2: No, I can dream for those things. Well, I don't have (laughs) natural gas. My house is all electric. So with my luck, I would win the natural gas thing and then I (laughs) wouldn't use it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I I got a a natural gas bill that was like some just astronomical amount. And uh, we have solar on top of our house. And, um, and the missus said, well, this can't be right because we have solar. And I said, the, firna- the furnace is not solar, <laughs> honey. Furnace burns natural gas. And she's like, why?
1: Why? <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: know, you know, I wish
2: I had gas, though, because I hate cooking on electric. Like, I, I yeah. wish I had a gas stove. Uh, so most of my cooking when I do cook, usually it's the wife, but when I cook, is out on the barbecue because it's gas.
0: So. Uh oh. Okay. And so, if you were going to do gas at your house, you would have to like probably have a tank outside, huh? Yeah, I'd either have to get a propane
2: tank or pay the ast- astronomically high fees to get tied into the city for it. Oh, uh, okay. And would you? Are, would you guys be PG&E down there? I, I'm not. I think we are PG&E for natural gas. I know we're Smud for electricity, but I think PG&E pretty oh, much okay. has a monopoly on
0: natural gas in California, right? I think you're right because I have Roseville Electric for for my. <clears throat> go figure my electric um and uh i'm pg uh. for the gas and so and no option on that at all so oh well oh well you know and they've been doing really well lately the astronomical <laughs> yeah 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 But uh none better brush fires anywhere okay um so well me my oh my the rabbit hole I fell down since last we recorded. Um, It seems that things are not always as they seem, or so it seems to me. You see, I read a whole lot of books this last month. And by reading, I mean I listened to. I listened to a lot of recorded books. And them's books, they put some ideas into my brain mind. And so, uh, I need you guys to give me some room. Uh, This town pump ain't gonna unfuck itself. On April 19th, 1943, Swiss scientist Albert Hoffman, working then for what is now known as the Novartis Pharmaceutical Company, took the world's very first intentional acid trip. Now, Hoffman had first synthesized lysergic acid diethylamide, we're just going to call it LSD, uh, some five years earlier while researching a new respiratory circulatory system stimulant medication. Um, now after resuming, re- or resuming this research, which he had set aside in 1938, and three days before the big trip, Albert accidentally absorbed a small amount of the drug through his fingertips. Uh, he described the event that follows, or the event that followed as follows. He said, I felt affected by a remarkable restlessness combined with a slight dizziness. At home, I lay down and sank into a not unpleasant, intoxicated like condition, characterized by an extremely stimulated imagination. In a dreamlike state, with eyes closed, for I found the daylight to be unpleasantly glaring. I perceived an uninterrupted stream of fantastic pictures, extraordinary shapes with intense kaleidoscopic play of colors. After some two hours, this condition faded away. So, of course, being a man of science, three days hence, Al intentionally ingested a significantly bigger dose, and then he went for a bike ride. (laughs) Why? Because science! (laughs) Science! (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. I do love the story. <laughs> oh, my God. And so now Al died in 2008 at the age of 102. And wow. he continued to take um, LSD for most of his life, uh, believing that the drug uh, is a, u- was a useful tool applicable to many beneficial uses. Um, however, in an interview given shortly before his 100th birthday, Hoffman lamented the drugs misused by various groups, including the counterculture of the 1960s. But before we go there, following World War II, the conclusion of World War II, intelligence agencies experimented extensively with LSD as a potential mind control agent. There were hopes of creating Manchurian candidate-type soldiers. You guys have, have you guys seen The Manchurian Candidate, one of the, the movies? The Manchurian Candidate? Can't say I have. Okay. Um there was the original one uh is good. It's worth watching. It's old. It's black and white. It is um Angela Lansbury and Frank Sinatra. What? Go figure. Yeah, yeah. Sinatra. It's hmm. it, it's very well. Angela Lansbury is evil. I mean, it's just it's it's worth watching. But they did a remake with um uh, Liev Schreiber and um Denzel Washington, which is also very good so um, I it's definitely worth worth checking out um, so anyway the idea of a manchurian candidate is is a it's a a, a soldier or an agent or somebody you can program um, to do a thing but not realize that they're actually doing it um, and then once they've done it that they forget what they've done and so you have sort of this perfect weapon you you have this, A person that um, has the skills to get in and do a thing, but they don't have the self-awareness during this time to not do it or to realize who it is that has instructed them to to do it. So um, it's uh, anyway. At this time, there was there was a lot of uh, concern because you know we had the Cold War was was uh, was building up steam, and so there was a lot of concern that. Um, the other side was developing uh, these sorts of weapons. And um, so there was a lot of research trying to, um, to catch up to, uh, to them. Uh, because, you know, at the end of the war, um, there was a, a, a program called Operation Paperclip. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this was where yes. the U.S. and the Soviets sort of divided up the, uh, the spoils, <laughs> they, you know, uh, with respect to the scientists, to the German scientists. So there was, uh, the fellow that, uh, did the V2 rocket, and I can't remember his name, but I think we got him, and the Soviets got some other folks, and there were also, um, some, uh, Japanese scientists who were doing some really unsavory things, uh, in Mongolia, um, uh, some really nasty stuff that, um, uh, uh, if folks are interested I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna list the books that I, I read when I'm done with this um, in case anyone's interested uh, but so there was a lot of this going on at this time and so um, it never really worked out very well uh, kind of to cut to the cut to the chase on this part of it uh, but if you don't su- at first succeed uh, you try try again so they weren't able to control people very well they were able to, They were able to, um, uh, you know, alter people, but they weren't able to control their actions, um, over a period of time or, um, very well without people knowing that they were being controlled. So, um, many techniques were tested, including differing combinations of hallucinogens with sex acts and atypical sexual experimentation. So that's where the sexy comes in. Um... And pretty much throughout, like I said, the, uh, and Desired Results Society, was found that maintaining reliable and or useful control over text, 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 third time, fourth time, test, T-E-S-T, test subjects was a problem. And other, <laughs> other challenges included subjects becoming clinically insane and or dying. So you, you kind of got that, uh, the eggs and omelets thing there. Now, it's worth noting um, at this time that the drug LSD was still legal um, and was mostly unregulated um, uh, during the time that a lot of this experimentation was going on. So, um, you know, the moral and the ethical stuff aside, uh, a lot of um, uh, there was no legal controls over the drug, but that, that, that did change. Um, and at the time, they were testing just crazy big doses um, on people. Um, and, um, uh, you know, so there were, don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, make light of that there were many, many, many instances of patient, or of, uh, just abuse, of, uh, test subject abuse, and, um, but there's not, uh, there's no point in going into the particulars of that here. So, now, in the U.S., the studies were conducted nationwide. In the east, uh, Fort Derrick, which I think is not too far from you, isn't it, uh, Sorin? Um, might be North Carolina, so which I, you know, my my geography of the eastern coast is not too good, uh, but uh, they host. Familiar,
1: about too familiar.
0: Yeah, it, it, they hosted some of the very first experiments and many more during the fifties and sixties. Um, it's still there now, and I think it is actually um, it is actually a center for. Um, uh the study of biological warfare I, hopefully from the defensive perspective at this point um, and and there were uh, in the West official studies were conducted uh, around the San Francisco Bay area which drew test subjects for pay and this was not an uncommon thing where they they were doing these uh, clinical studies they they were you know set up as and they were paying people to participate and uh, some of the, uh, the more famous individuals involved in those in um, in the just south of San Francisco, at Stanford, and also at the Veterans Hospital there, and I forget which city that's actually in. Uh, Ken Kesey, who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and Allen Ginsberg, who was a famous, uh, famous poet in the 1950s, a beat poet. Um, and now... Uh, Taking a, a bit of a step back, a very for a very long time, Al Hoffman, um, Al, he probably prefers to be called Albert or Alfred, let's say it's Albert right now, uh, his employer, and that would be the company that's now known as Novartis, Novartis, uh, they had retained a tight patent upon manufacture of LSD. And so for a long time, they were the only source for its acquisition. So um, eventually... Domestic intelligence scientists were able to reverse-engineer the formula, as was one very clever, self-taught chemist named Owsley Stanley. I think his first name was actually Augustus, but um, he went by his middle name, which was Owsley. Now, Mr. Stanley, who was, among other things, a seminal sound engineer and technician for the Grateful Dead in their live shows, uh, he, he believed that LSD should be readily available to all who wanted it. Um, because again, at this time, people didn't really understand much about the downside. They just knew of the potential conscious, consciousness raising or awakening uh, properties. Um, and you had you know folks like Timothy Leary who were advocating for um, you know what, what was the phrase? It was um, it was turn on. Was it turn on, tune in, drop out, something like that. Um, but there was, so there was a lot of, um, of uh, agreement within um, uh, particular communities that this was a, that this was a good thing. Um, it just had to be done properly. And I think there's, there's a lot of evidence for that. Um, so Mr. Owsley, he manufactured, and when I say that he was uh, clever, he never actually he was not a student he did use the library at UC Berkeley and just by reading books was able to figure out how to do this himself. He was one of these weird student savant types that didn't do well in school, but if given the tools and the research resources, figured stuff out all on his own, which was just, you know, it's just kind of freaky in, in and of itself, which I think, you know, proves aliens, right? I mean, it's gotta be. Um, So anyway, he manufactured LSD in bulk and provided to the people the majority of the acid needed to ignite and help grow hippie culture in and around the San Francisco and Los Angeles areas during the mid to late 1960s. Um, And we should also um, recognize at this point that during this period, the free speech, anti-war, and equal rights movements had risen to a place of awareness within the greater public consciousness Um, and all, you know, it was not, people were, were were beginning to question, um, you know, what's the government doing? Um, you know, why, why, why are we over in Vietnam? You know, all, all of this sort of stuff. Um, a lot of, uh, some federal officials and agencies were not too keen on this because they saw this as, um, among other things, a way for the other side to get into our, Society and create discord. So, um, and I don't want to draw any conclusions about conspiracy or anything like that. Just um, because that's that's not really um, what uh, the point I'm trying to get at. Um, but I will say that some have argued very persuasively that the countercultural movements belonging to first the Beats in the 50s, then the freaks who originated in Southern California. Um, very interesting story there. Um, uh, they were sort of proto hippies, and uh, uh, very interesting the way that that particular social group developed, um, uh, particularly around uh, the music of Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention back in the uh, in the mid '60s. So very um, very interesting stuff there. Um, these uh, so these two, particularly these last two groups, the freaks and the hippies, um, they were. They were officially, or at least there are. There's arguments made that they were officially, though still secretly, supported, and and that support might have they were may not even been aware of it themselves, and encouraged um, because it was easy to put these people on the cover of or on as the face of news reports, and uh, thereby discredit other folks involved in similar communities um, discredit them for their political views. So if you say, dirty hippie, um, and that's sort of the public um, uh, understanding of this group, um, you know, with a lot of derogatory stuff associated with that phrase, um, then if you are able to convince people that, well, they are anti-war or they're um all about this free speech stuff then that that tends to discredit these movements as well so um and this became very easy or it, it could have for anyone who was interested in using this tactic after one small charismatic hippie and his followers shocked the world during the late summer of 1969 anyone care to guess who that was I don't know. No idea. Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Yeah, Charles Manson and the family. Um, Now they were frequent visitors to the Haight Ashbury prior to the Haight Ashbury in San Francisco, prior to and during the so-called Summer of Love in 1968, Um, and there is where they were likely introduced to LSD and to some radical ideas surrounding possibilities for the drug's use. Like I said, there was a lot of people saying. Look, you know, you can, you know, for creativity, for musicians, for creativity, this is amazing. For writers, um, this is amazing. I mean, Ken Kesey was, was a long time, um, uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever, ever read any of his stuff, but um, his, his novels are amazing. Um, you know, uh, One Floor of the Kook's Nest was very good. Grapes of Wrath is just an amazing, an amazing accomplishment. Um, so anyway, there was a lot of, of, of momentum or a lot of agreement for that this is a good thing, and you should investigate it if you are interested in exploring your own creative potential. Um, but, um, and also curious at the time, was that um, uh, in San Francisco during that time, uh, Charlie became a devotee of author Robert A. Heinlein, whom you may, you may not have read any of this stuff, but he is the guy who wrote the novel that became the movie Starship Troopers um, and had uh, done uh, uh, another, another book that Charlie particularly liked uh, was called A Stranger in a Strange Land, which had a particular way, a particular uh, social structure within it that Charlie mirrored within his own group uh, to exercise uh, control over uh, some of his followers. So now, after leaving San Francisco, Charlie and the family continued to live in community, uh, to move frequently, and to occupy out-of-the-way places where they could live freely and unobserved. And it is known that while living thusly unobserved, Charlie learned to use LSD in combination with non-conventional sex methods uh, to control members of his family and to convince them that helter-skelter was real and that the time would soon come for the family to put into motion the race war which would redefine the world and the family's role within it. Now, do you guys know the story of Helter Skelter?
1: I know a good bit about it, yeah.
0: You you know the song, you know the song. Um, Well, Helter Skelter was a, obviously was a a song by the Beatles on, I think it was on the White Album, Uh, but Charlie Manson believed that the song was speaking to him directly. Now, this is how the story goes. Some people dispute whether this is actually true or not, whether this was just something that Charlie said to people to get them to follow along, or whether this was something that he actually believed. Um, but the idea was is that Helter Skelter was uh, going to be the Great Race War, which was going to... Um, Uh, reorganize the world. And so the idea was that uh, Charlie um, was going to bring Helter Skelter down on the world and then he and his family were going to go live in a bottomless pit in the desert (laughs) where (laughs) there were exactly 12 different kinds of fruit trees and uh, rivers of milk and honey that the families would live upon until the world had sort of cleaned itself, and then Charlie and his descendants uh, would, um, would come back out, and they would rule the world because, um, because that was their destiny. Uh, so, you know, could happen. I mean, I'm not going to say, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, some pretty freaky stuff, but that's not all. We also know from Lieutenant Colonel Bill Kilgore, along with Guns N' Roses frontman Axel Rose that Charlie, in fact, don't surf. But is that really true? Maybe not. I mean, because during the spring and early summer of 1968, Charlie and members of the family lived at the Malibu home of Beach Boy drummer Dennis Wilson. Charlie was apparently a pretty good musician. People say that he was actually not very good. Um, You know, people that uh, don't want to... um, don't want to talk about it <laughs> but apparently he um he fit in rather well with uh with several of the musical groups or he had relationships and he would jam with several of the musical groups that um uh you would recognize the names of uh but kind of the conventional wisdom is that he he sucked and was sort of a hanger on and nobody really liked him i don't you know doesn't seem like that's the case but anyway um, they lived there for, um, for I guess it was about a month or a month or two. Uh, yeah, It was during that the spring and early summer. So a, a couple of months with Beach Boys drummer Dennis Wilson, who we also know was the only member of that band who actually did surf. Now, to bring this all back around, uh, Tom Nook is Charlie Manson. I don't know if you guys knew that, but that, that is true. And if Charlie don't surf... Then how do we explain how it is that Tom has brought us to and keeps us on this magical island using only unconventional, partially clad characters and hallucinatory, anthropomorphic abominations? How? I'll I'll tell you how. We explain this by accepting the counterfactual. Tom Nook, don't surf. I I just don't see how it could be any clearer than that. You... I would clap for you but I think my microphone would uh out. <laughs> yes, I did spend some time on this. I was gonna yes, I'm, say. Not, I, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> but I did.
2: <laughs> it seems very thought <laughs> and, through.
0: And I couldn't I couldn't stop I couldn't stop thinking about it. But anyway, so uh, the um, uh, the books I just you know give a shout out. I mean and uh, the first the, probably the most you know, important book here uh was it's called chaos charles manson the cia and the secret history of the 60s by a guy named tom o'neill very interesting story um if you are at all interested i highly encourage you to listen to his interview um with jim rogan or joe rogan on the on the youtubes That's in say like two and a half hours or so is is guy is fascinating fascinating story of the guy the writer and his journey in writing this book. It took him 20 years to write this book, um, just because it kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder. It started out as a 5,000 word three month project where he was just going to commemorate the 30th anniversary of the, um, Tate LaBianca murders. Um, and, uh, you know, we just passed the 50th anniversary. So, which is when, um, uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood came out, um, so that was like in sort of associated with the 50th anniversary. But um, very, very interesting story. This guy was, you know, for 20 years was couldn't couldn't put it down, and uh, he suffered uh, a, a lot uh, financially um, uh, for doing that. And uh, but I think uh, he certainly he has he, he is he is pr- I think he is proud of this, and he should be. Um, another book that I picked up and read, uh, Poisoner in Chief by a guy named Stephen Kinzer. And he's a, he's a college professor. I don't know which university he teaches at, but, uh, Poisoner in Chief is about a guy named, um, Gottlieb is his last name. Is it Seymour or Simon? Anyway, this was, um, if you're interested in, you know, the darker, uglier side of, uh, those experiments i was describing that's that's a good book to check out and then there's just this really weird one by this really weird guy um uh, weird scenes inside the canyon laurel canyon covert ops and the dark heart of the hippie dream by a guy named david mcgowan um and um, him too there is a um uh, there are a couple of good interviews with him on the internet um on youtube um and uh, so, if you're at all interested, uh, check that out. And then I am—I'm currently reading *Stranger in a Strange Land*, uh, which was the book that Charlie liked uh, by Robert Hainline. Um So that's um, that's all. That's also a thing to check out if you are at all interested. <sighs> Thank you for uh, for indulging me in that. That was um, that was uh, that was fun for me. <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Um, tiring yeah (laughs) (laughs) we got through it okay so anyway back to games because that that is why we're of course why we're here but um last month we were discussing um uh, last last oasis um killing floor two and then of course um uh the uh the evil that is animal crossing (laughs) um and uh since then i have been playing a lot unfortunately um but um, I did. Uh, I have played some more uh, Killing Floor with with Saurian um, and uh, Zamp, um, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, we keep threatening to get um, uh, Psycho, psychophobic in. Uh Venice. Do you have Killing Floor too? I was just checking.
2: I don't. I feel like I do, but I think I barely played it.
0: If um, if you don't have it, just add it to your wish list because it goes on sale, and it's. Um, it's a lot of fun it's it's um, it's a good FPS um, and it's got it's got good humor a, a good amount of humor I mean it's it, it tickles uh, the particular kind of funny bone that Sorian and I both have um, so um, I, I do understand that that kind of stuff is subjective uh, but and How I feel about like Gary Busey yeah <laughs> if you like Gary Busey you can't not own this game <laughs> I have the first one. Uh, uh, I don't
1: have the second one.
0: get the second one get the second one um, and then, uh, we also, um, uh, Zam and I have been playing or not in, in the last week or so, but prior to that, we were playing quite a bit of, um, Animal Crossing together. He would come to my Island and help me out with stuff. And then, um, I would go to his Island and, and stand around because there's really, I had no ability to help him with anything he needed, <laughs> but, uh, cause Zam plays a lot of games um, and it's good. Uh, so anyway, um, and then lately the, uh, deep rock galactic, uh, because, you know, danger, because danger, because darkness, because dwarves, that, that pretty much says it all. Um, and, uh, I do want to check in with, uh, with evil Joe, uh, regarding, uh, the last of cause we had talked a bit about, um, uh, potentially, um, uh, Rounding up uh, the wagons that we have in uh, signing on with one of the larger uh, clans, but that's been a few weeks, and I'm not really sure where that particu- where those particular clans stand or what uh, Joe's um, uh, thoughts on-, on them are, because he was talking about starting a private server um and uh, which i think would be would be fun i think you know for that would eliminate some of the issues we have and but uh, assuming that you could make the pve interesting um uh i i think um which i think is, is possible because i know there's a lot of uh, critters out there that we we haven't experienced a lot with I you know like the big crabs and i think there's some other things there like worms i do too many experiences with giant crabs as a matter of fact um, and then the big worms, like the one that's on the, uh, the box art, I think, for the game. I think those are, I don't know if those are in yet or if they're talking about it soon. Um, TM. But anyway, so it's just, it's a thing that, that I was talking about with Joe and, um, uh, because I, you know, what I have played, I've had some really good times in that game. And, uh, with a lot of, a lot of my friends all at the same time, which is a thing that, you know, we, as we've talked about before, is a thing that I've been, um, been searching for for a while um and then oh and sorry i did want to mention to you I, I did try out supernatural uh for the quest that was the um the sort of the beat saber ish um offering from oculus that required a twenty dollar a month subscription um buddy yeah the first month is free um, and the idea is that you, there are personalized workouts and you, uh, you have a variety of trainers that you can select from, and they're actually in the game with you, um, huh. as, as you're doing it, you know, talking to you and reacting to, uh, what it is that you're doing. Um, and, wow. uh, it's, but, you know, so, I mean, obviously on their end, a lot of work, um, because they update the, the workouts on a regular basis. Um, they change them up a little bit and, um, I, my understanding is that they had a lot of their expense uh, had to do with licensing music, which um, you know I totally get. Um, and nothing that I heard them play did I like. So um, you know it's not <laughs> it, it's not like Beat Saber where you can you know sideload your own stuff in. Um, so um, that was definitely a knock against. Twenty bucks a month was definitely a knock against. And um, for the most part, the game mechanic works really, really well. The visuals are very impressive, especially for the quest. Um, and um, I thought that the hitboxes were a little bit off, um, but that you know that could just be you know because I'm I'm I, I suck and I'm my joints are creaky, so I wasn't reacting fast enough. But um, yeah, I cancel my mem- uh, the subscription because it's just I, I can't do twenty bucks a month for that thing because I. I you know, I played it, you know, half a dozen times at the most. And and I was playing it primarily because I wanted to play it before the I had to start paying for it. And and it's like, if, if I have to pay a subscription for a game to get me to play the game, then that's probably not the game that I want to be playing. And I can get just as good a workout out of, you know, Pistol Whip or Beat Saber or um uh, there's a couple of other things on steam uh for that do that that kind of thing uh pretty well i think so um and um, oh and then i also I, I spent 10 bucks and i got quake live um just because i wanted i wanted a quake fix um and uh um and you know it gets weird about that game i love the sounds of that game i love it when you get a hit i love it when you when you get hit, the noises you make. I mean, I like I like playing as Orb, so I'm just like the squeaky eyeball on legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that has been, um, and it's it's a game I can play at work um, against bots, obviously, um, because all I, if something comes, up, all I do is just put it on pause, and then I can come back an hour later, and it's still there. So um, that's really um, that's really um, uh, useful for me. So. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, uh, what have you guys been playing? Um, uh, apart from uh, uh what the stuff that we've already discussed, and and, uh, and what do you what do you like about it? And um, are these things that uh, that others of us should be uh, should be looking at?
1: I tried out Abzu just as a kind of a relaxing thing before bed, so I could try to just sleep a little better than I have been, and it, it's been working really well in that regard. And it both it's a, it's a very fun, chill game. Um, I also booted up EverQuest one recently and I, I was having a little bit of fun with that, just the, the classic nostalgia of it. I've I'm of the age where I sat on my dad's knee while he
0: played that the original EverQuest. That that was ah, yeah. where I where I was at when that came out. Well that's very cool. Um, have you gone into Gorgon at all lately?
1: Not lately. I, I know I should, but it's just something
0: about it doesn't uh
1: doesn't draw me in right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, it's it's I think it's a good game, but it's also um it's not it's not holding me really. It didn't hold me ver- really well after a month or so. So, yeah, the grind. It's a good game and I'm, I don't regret buying it. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, there was that guy, that guy that was in charge of the um not the owner of the guild, but the guy that was kind of in charge of the guild, he was a bit of a dick, but, you know. Yeah.
2: Should have got rid yeah. of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Should kick him so, out.
0: <laughs> so, Vendas, why did you ruin Gorgon for everybody?
2: <laughs> I think Endgame ruined Gorgon for everybody. Like once everyone started getting to the seventies, into the you know that seventy to eighty grind where it cost three hundred thousand for things, and the grind was real, <laughs> and and we weren't yeah. big enough to go do like labyrinth runs and keep runs where you can really make the money to. Keep going. Right. We didn't have a consistent group on enough to do that. And so we were pugging into other guilds and other groups. And I think it just kind of made people just be like, eh, I'm tired of the grind. But I'm definitely interested when their housing comes out and the husbandry
0: and all that stuff gets added. I'll definitely be playing it again. Now, do you know, are they going to be wiping at some point soon? Or, well, I guess we know that they are, but we just don't yeah. know when, right?
2: Yeah. They, they've always stuck by that. I, I, economic wipe, right? Will come.
0: Oh, but but skills you keep. Skills you keep, but the... Um, For the most the, part, uh, yeah. But the money... You keep your brains, but you lose your... Uh, your you
2: lose your clothes position. on your back.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's, like it's
2: basically an out. item wipe. It's going to be an item wipe, right? And then you'll keep your skills, but with the disclaimer of unless skills drastically change between now and launch, right? Like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Well... Yeah, I mean, it's. How much did we pay for it? I mean, I think, I think Sorian, you got it for really cheap. I, I think I paid 19 bucks for it or something. I mean,
1: yeah, it's over 20 somewhere around there. Yeah. I, you can't beat
0: that. I mean, that's just, you know, that. I mean, it's, if I never play it again, I've gotten, you know, my value 10 times out of that. Um, but I do want to play it again. Um, Definitely. Uh, so, Sorian, um, I. Uh, Anything else, or what? Can you can you describe it? Because I'm not familiar with this game. Um, Azu is that what you said? Abzu. Abzu. A-B-Z-U. Oh, okay. And yeah. what kind of game is
1: it? It's um, it's like deep sea diving in this weird sort of sci-fi world. Um, it's really there's not a whole lot to it. It's very pretty. It's the the art director who made Journey, and it looked a lot like Journey.
0: Um, oh. I have played that because I got that that was on uh, Game Pass on um, on Xbox. I yeah. did play that. That was it was very like you say, very calming, kinda like Journey. Um, very very calming and very um, very very beautiful for Yeah Lack of a Oh, okay, cool, cool.
1: You look at you look at fit while you're deep sea diving and you, you go pick up little objects and try to learn more about this this weird world that you that you've dropped into.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's not like, uh, what's the other one where everything underwater is trying to kill you? Um, Subnautica? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, man, it's like, you know, die, restart, die, restart. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> no, I, you know, although um, it did, it was one of, when I played it, it was one of the few games that did actually have support for VR. So it, it did have that going for it. So, <laughs>
1: There's a downside there.
0: Why I have to I have to
1: unplug
0: my headset
1: to get it to not start in VR? If I don't just if I just don't feel like it.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So even if you don't have Steam VR launched, it'll still go find the headset and and say you obviously want to play me in VR. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Usually you have to have two separate launching options to stop stuff like that from happening. Huh. Interesting. But they just have the one. Oh. And, but they've also. Did they release a second game or just a, a big DLC? A second game. I believe game. it's an expansion.
2: No, it's like oh, a completely standalone game that's gotten a lot of interesting reviews. Because uh, the company. Mm. You didn't hear about all that drama?
1: No. Not a what? lot. Not
2: oh, lot. man. What drama? So the company. Um, they're, the name of the company is eluding me right now. Um, but the company that made Subnautica. Unknown uh, Worlds. Unknown Worlds. Thank yeah. you. They um, recently, basically their lead story and sound designer guy um, had a tweet, and the radical people on the internet will just say uh, blew up the company for not taking uh, disciplinary action against him, so they ended up firing him under that, um, all because he did a tweet that was... If you were sensitive, it would be offensive, right? Um, And they let him go in the middle of below zero basically like, like halfway through completion of the Blow zero storyline. Um, huh. And so then they had to completely scrap their story, which they claim isn't because they let them go. They claim they were already planning that, but it's kind of weird that all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, we're going to do a new story because they brought in this other designer to help them finish the story. And they completely threw it out the window and started new. And the recent patch where they're showing it off the new story, I think they might've t- made a turn for the, the worst. Um, um, it was going in a good direction, and it's kind of weird now. Like they flip the protagonist. Like instead of instead of being the one that was up on a space station, you're basically now her down. It's weird. You're her looking for her sister when before you were playing as the sister. <laughs> so it's <wow>. really weird. <laughs> wow. <Huh>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Um, but it's fun. Uh, it's still Subnautica. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, also also VR.
2: I, there is VR there, but this time around you have to do some tweaks to turn it on, um, and it definitely wow. doesn't run very well in VR. Um, it makes you oh. sick. It stutters. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they did add a sea truck, so it's kind of cool. But yeah, they added a just C-truck? it's modular. Yeah, so you see, so you played *Syndicate* right? You remember the um, the little submarine, not the big one, but the little one. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh.
2: So it's basically that cut in half. And then you put uh-huh. modules connected to the back of it. You back up and hook them, and you can have like a room, a storage, a fish tank, and they added like a teleporter. Um, some cool stuff, but and they've added like big rooms, so now you can make like massive rooms and put in interior walls. Go crazy with it. But...
0: Oh, okay. And so then you would like haul this thing around on the sea floor like a truck. Well,
2: it's still dry. It's no wheels. No wheels. They just everyone calls it the sea oh, truck because okay. you hook up like a trailer to it. The cool part is because it's modular oh, okay. you can drop things in places and move on or disconnect and come back if you're in a tight spot um, but the difference here is below zero is more story story driven is their idea like it's still go out and survive but you're there for a reason and you're trying to figure things out and and they're building it from the beginning with a story where subnautica was they always had an idea for a story
0: but they, they it
2: wasn't the main premise of the game right mm-hmm
0: mm-hmm well, okay. I mean, cool. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I got, I got, I kind of got a little queasy playing the first one in VR, so I, I haven't been back. And also, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, gosh, I really like this game and I, and I see, I see the value in it, but I just don't have the time to invest to get to that. You know, it's like there are other games that, you know, <laughs> the value is closer to the surface. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick that low hanging fruit first. Um, and, and it's also, you know, it, it's, still, it's still single player, right?
2: Yes, that's, everyone tells yeah. them if they made it multiplayer, they could, if they made it multiplayer and did it right, obviously, which is the key, um, they'd probably yeah, yeah. make a ton more money.
0: Well, yeah. Can you imagine, like, with your friends building like a, a, a you know, an undersea city? I mean, that That'd would be, be so, so cool. cool.
2: And then you'd have those stupid friends that would would add panels and not watch the strength of the base, and then your base would like breach and have water,
0: and there'd be stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would be flying to New York to like beat up Tam in person. Tam. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> I like how
2: we all just said it would be Tam that would do that.
0: Uh, to be fair, he was the only person I could think, or the first person I thought of, that lived far away from you. That you would have to get on a plane to go, go thwomp on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> uh, um, sorry, anything—I mean, anything that you're looking for in the next couple of weeks that we need to know about, or um, if I'm if if I'm if I'm coming to find you, uh, should I be expecting some uh, some more? Uh, KF2 or um, dwarves with guns?
1: Hmm. I think either, either of those, yeah, it's probably a, a safe place to find me. Um, other than that, I'm not really sure. Other than looking forward to, to Starbase, I'm trying to spend more of my time lately, um, you know, reading books that will actually make me smarter in some way and maybe, I don't know, getting better at a few of the, um, the skill sets that I'm not great at, like you know advanced mathematics and I'm trying to learn um the marching cubes algorithm right now just it's getting back to some hobbies and, and some stuff so that i don't feel quite so um i don't know like i'm like i'm slacking on that, all that stuff
0: okay i mean so um some some stuff outside gaming too to to um to help with your skill set yeah yeah that's that's that, that excellent excellent um Vendus, uh what are are you playing right now? I, I know I saw I know I saw you in Steam. You were you've been playing a thing for a lot for a week or so now, right? Yeah. See, I I'm, I'm seeing a game. I'm seeing Vendus sitting at his desk. I'm seeing I'm seeing possums gathering outside the house <laughs> preparing to burn it down.
2: No, just my dog.
0: She's the one that murders them, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to buy that. I think they're <laughs> going to say, no, she's your dog. You're responsible. Um, what's
2: So what are you doing? Uh, I've been playing, actually, Conan Exiles a lot um, in the Age of Calamitous mod. Um,
0: yeah. and, and who who are you playing that with? Probably Tam, right?
2: Uh, he was there for, I think, the first 15, 20 minutes. Um, his house is now just a you know, run-down shack on the side
0: of a tree. Um <laughs> I don't think Tam listens, but love you, Tam.
2: <laughs> oh, we definitely love Tam. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh,
0: he, he, he is the master of the Irish goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, is Joe out there playing with you? Because I think I thought I Joe, saw Joe also on popped
2: that. on for a little bit, but he hasn't been back. I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's Joe. Joe was on for a little bit, but the primary has been Johnny, uh, Psycho, Doc Swift, um, Easy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then I,
0: me. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was saying and then me. But <laughs> oh.
0: oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we keep looking for Psycho. Um, when we're getting ready to play KF two, but then um, something happens, and you know, he doesn't like us anymore. I, I probably stole him away with either Conan or uh, ESO. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um. Anything else, either of you guys? Um, anything that uh, that uh, you uh, want to uh, discuss, uh, bring up, uh, perhaps uh, think about for uh, next month's show? Doesn't hear. Did, did I mention that Tom Nook is Charles Manson?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. Tom Nook being Charles Manson—like he seems yeah. like a pretty cool well, guy. And, there's actually a whole article out there where Nintendo had to come out apparently and I didn't realize this, had to come out and say, Tom Nook is a good guy not a villain, because apparently the internet yes. is just like, he's bad.
0: That, that's part of what inspired me for my little, my little tale. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's hate for Tom Nook out there. <laughs> there's, all, there's plenty of hate, and whether it's deserved or not, I suppose that's, uh, that's, that's the fun for finding out on your own. Uh, but uh, Sorin, you had threatened uh, to pick up um, uh, Jelly's uh, switch and and give uh, give uh, Animal Crossing a try. Has that happened yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, we'll we'll hold out hope. <laughs> we'll hold out. Um, and, and Venice, you made a noise too uh, at some time in the recent past. Like you had, um, you either you have a switch in Animal Crossing or somebody, your wife does or or, or something. Uh, I do.
2: I have Animal Crossing. I I play with Doc occasionally.
0: You do? Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't. uh, I don't understand why it is such a good game, but it is. You know, it's. um, Yeah.
2: It's fun. The the tough time is getting it, getting the switch away from my wife because she plays um, uh, uh, Pokemon Sword, I think, or Shield. One of the new Pokemon. She plays that all the time.
0: Uh, okay. Um, I am currently, um, uh, I log on at least twice a day to check the, tur- the, the stock the stalk market, the stock market, uh, the turnip market, um, and I did pretty good. I made a couple hundred thousand bells last week in, in, in the market, and so I uh, had am had a, had, a, had a brutal buy-in, 102 bells uh, this week, so I don't, I don't know how well I'm going to do, but I bought a crap ton of them, so um, we'll have to see. Um, and I know, I know that you you uh, you want to know, so I, I will update everyone um, next time. Uh, but um, unless you guys got something else, I did want to make a brief mention that uh, normally, uh, and Venice, you weren't with us, but uh, uh, Sorin and I last year we ended the year with uh, uh, a Citizen Con recap. I mean, we all know each other from from Star Citizen, and uh, so. Um, uh, you know, still keeping track of, of what's going on there, um, and uh, but there's not going to be a citizen con this year. So, um, and obviously because of the situation with um, with the pandemic, um, that you know, it's completely understandable. Bit surprised that they weren't that they're not doing a virtual con of some sort um, to replace the the physical con. Um, I mean, I. I They have 500 employees. I I would, you know, and they're. I get that that most of them are working from home, probably. But it doesn't make any. I don't. I'm not getting why it is that they don't utilize some of those human resources to put something together. Um, It it didn't feel right to me. Um, And also, um, they uh, Cloud Imperium announced last month there was going to be. uh, I think it was last month. They were going to have three big announcements this month. And uh, the first appears to have been the announcement of a sale and free flight week coming soon, TM. And I know that's been advertised on the website. And uh, Invictus something, Invictus something or other, which I think might be a new ship or something. Um, and according to um, this week's episode of Guard Frequency, I mentioned that I, I listened to the... Um, I listen to the live rebroadcast um, usually sometime over the weekend. So it's the show that will be coming out on their normal podcast channel tomorrow. Um, they discussed, uh, uh, I guess, quite a, a bit of conversation in their Discord between um, uh, Tony uh, Tony Hunter, the uh, kind of the, the lead, the guy in charge over there, um, and uh, Bucha, who we know from the... Um, uh, the Sunk Cost Galaxy series of videos and his history with Chris Roberts and the the company. Um, And uh, so they have suggested that the second and third announcements are going to have something to do with Squadron 42 and Theaters of War. Um, First, that Squadron 42, that the beta and the release of that one is going to be pushed out to a time TBA. So like beyond... Uh, beyond the viewable window of time, um, and that uh, the Theaters of War is actually going to be releasing um, uh, first for console in conjunction with the next-gen console releases at the end of this year. Now, not saying it's going th- that it's going to be a release title, but that there will be... Um, uh, you know, a, a group of games that come out shortly after the new console drops, and they're, they're they're reading the tea leaves and believe that there's a really good chance that this is going to happen, and going to console first rather than PC, uh, for the ability thereby to monetize uh, something new, um, and which you know makes sense to me because they're not going to have Citizen Con. I don't know how much money they expect to make during this free flight week, because uh, my understanding is it's going to be kind of like a year-end event where um, all the ships are going to go back on sale again. I just, I just don't know how many times they can go to that well and, um, and make enough money to keep 500 people in five offices around the globe employed. Um, and, uh, but today, interesting, interesting enough, today, um, yesterday and today on Reddit, uh, it has become clear that the avocados are already testing theaters of war, and I assume this is on the PC. Um, and surprise, surprise, it's buggy and broken. Um, uh, at least that's the 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 NDA break, obviously NDA breaking clips that I've seen posted out there. Um, looks a lot less finished than what was shown at CitizenCon last year. So this is just seeming really strange for me. So. I know, Sorin, you might know if you were going to push something to console, could you test it on PC first?
1: No. I mean in theory you can test a lot of it first, but if you're just going to pop it straight onto console without any real
0: testing after the fact, uh, that would that would be insane. Okay. Okay, yeah, I just, I, 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 I don't know, it doesn't make, you know, I don't understand what their angle is on this. Um, I know that they say that they want to use theaters of war to uh, balance the PU, um, but, and there's you know, issues with targeting and stuff like that, but... I don't. I still don't understand why it is they don't use Star Marine and Arena Commander to do that, or or, you know, create some sort, some combination of those two things, uh, in the in the game they already have. Um, If you need something where you're you know battling you know in ships and then on foot, ships and on foot, you know you know add a planet to Star to Arena Commander to that set of sim uh, sims to uh, create a, a, a planet side sort of situation, Uh knack knack planet side. Um, so yeah, I just it doesn't some stuff doesn't feel right, and um, you know I'm not I'm not saying I'm surprised or expected anything different, but I'm just I'm just sort of curious what you guys think might be going on, um, why you think that they they might be um, doing the. Things the way that they're doing. If you have an opinion at all, you don't. You don't have to. I mean, this is stuff that I, you know, I'll listen to a. Um, I've been listening to Citizen Tech Talk. I don't know if you, if you guys are familiar with that show. I listen to it in the car, and there, are a couple of guys. Um, they kind of started out as um, a good cop, bad cop around Star Citizen. I guess these are guys that are in the same org and they play together, and they've been playing a lot of side Two together. But it's really turned into a pretty critical. Um, uh, show uh, about Star Citizen. You know, they're they're the guy that used to be really positive and oh, well, you know, let's wait and see. And I think you know, if we t- if we turn that frown upside down, we can look at this like this. Um, he's really turned into you know, he's just like you know, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, which is kind you know, is a little less inter- you know, is it is a different kind of entertaining than when having the one guy. Who has some really out there ideas? To my thinking, to my thinking, everyone gets to have their own opinions on this, but you know, obviously. But um, you know, has some really, some really interesting ideas about uh, uh, Star Citizen and and things. CIG, Um, and then the other guy who is um, seems to be more of the, uh, eh. You know, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so you uh, I guys—I mean, obviously, I'm disappointed about um, Citizen Con. Um, uh, I had not—I had not, you know, uh, booked any uh, airfare or, or rooms. I know there had been some talk uh, amongst uh, several of our friends of, of getting a group and just, you know, if even if you didn't go to the con, just to, to meet up in Southern California. Um, a lot of us are, uh, are on the West Coast. I mean, no, sorry, and you're 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 not, but um, there had been some talk about getting together just to you know <laughs> to breathe e- each other's respiratory droplets. <laughs> but they took that right off the right off the the menu, so um, that's not going to happen. Yeah, um, I don't know. What, what, it's just a, a thing that that's been gnawing at me a little bit the last couple of days, and so I just wanted it apart from. Um, LSD and uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, so <laughs> do you guys have any opinions? Do you care? Um... <laughs> uh, at
1: least on my part, no, not really. I'm, I'm kind of am over the whole Star Citizen experience. I think there's, there's going to be better games with more promise that have some actual chance of coming out and being what they tell us they will be in the mm-hmm. same sort of genre. And I'm, I'm following those. I think mm-hmm. that's a better
0: better way to spend my time. That's just awfully healthy, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Vendus, Vendus, what do you think? What's what's the user? Uh, I thought when I saw Theaters
2: of War, somebody convinced Chris Roberts to get on the Fortnite bandwagon. And that's what it's going to turn into. I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm very disappointed, to be honest. I was... I. Star Citizen was that dream game and I think it's going to just stay a, a dream game
0: well you know we made a lot of good friends through it you know so I mean I, I have no um, uh, I have no regrets at all I mean I wouldn't be doing any of this podcasting stuff or playing with you guys if I hadn't if that hadn't happened if John hadn't come to me and said hey what do you think about Star Citizen and I said what's that and he said you know the, it's the new game from Chris Roberts I said who's that and he said it's going to be like Minecraft in space, sort of. Minecraft <laughs> in space. Uh, yeah, and, and I said because I was playing at the time. I was playing on John's Minecraft server, uh, um, and um, and uh, and I said, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll give it. So you know, I mean, I, I bought a forty-five dollars ship, and then and then and then my wallet fell out of my pocket, and other things happened, <laughs> but. Um along the way, but uh, no, so I mean it's it's all a good thing it's just it's you know i I don't know I don't know to, if I should feel um sorry mad, sad, you know or or what because it just it for the most transparent development ever, I have no i I cannot fathom what's going on you know it's, a, you? it's a, I mean yeah
1: theres no information,
0: yeah, yeah, so. You know, that's all right. But you know what? uh, Citizen Tech Talk, if you guys haven't listened to them, I would, I would, they are, I can't tell. I believe they are for real. It's, it's a little bit, it's, it's one of those things that's a little bit over the top. So you're kind of like, okay, is this, are you guys serious? I mean, is this, you know, but I think that it is, which makes it, you know, that much more fun. Um, so yeah, Citizen Tech Talk on the YouTubes. They do a show. They try to do one once a week, but they've had some gaps. Um, the one guy, I believe, is in the reserves and so occasionally has to go off and play Army. Um, and then the other guy, um, I, he's in some sort of uh, project management job. Uh, he's in Australia. And uh, so um, they've they have uh, made some major um, changes to their... Um, to their equipment and stuff, so they're they're very serious about doing this as a an ongoing thing, and uh, um, you know I'm getting a lot of entertainment out of it, so um, I I definitely support them in that. So uh, oh on this, see <laughs> so this is kind of in in the the most recent show, which I think actually dropped this morning. Uh, they do an analysis. They present an analysis through which they determine that. Um, uh, the PU for the PU to release with 10 completed systems, um, and I guess somewhere somebody had posted something along on the roadmap or relative to the roadmap, saying that they were looking at 2022 for release of the PU. And I don't know where I have no idea where that came from. I haven't I haven't looked looked at it, anything up, uh, but they said to to do that they've done the maths and because you know what in Australia they do maths plural um, and it is going to be impossible for CIG to do this prior to the year 2030 so that means in 10 years we will have 10 completed systems it says <laughs> nothing about any of the you know races or professions or any of the other stuff contained in the lore or the arc map or any of that stuff but just 10 more systems in, by 2030. Not to mention, where are you going to get the money to fund that? But anyway, check but it out. Don't remember,
1: you're... Gleep, the, the procedural tools will make everything so much easier. So once you get, once you have 10 systems, they can just automatically press a button, and the next 90 will come in on their own.
0: Well, I think it's Control-C and then Control-V, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's... Um... It's kind of funny because uh, I'm sure you guys remember at the end of every year. Well, and this stopped a couple of years ago. But at the end of every year, they used to say, "Next year is the year that everything is going to come together, and we believe that you all are going to be blown away." (laughs) They haven't said that for the last couple of years, and you know, which is probably a good idea. Um, So you know, and uh, time for sure. Yeah, I, I guess, but you know. I don't recall the uh, I don't recall the poll they took where uh, everybody said hey yeah can we have can we get planet planet side 42 can you guys do that <laughs> but yeah you know, they're gonna apparently they're gonna do it be better but, than but, what we have now at least I oh, hopefully hopefully it will be um, yeah but uh, yeah you can you can go to the um, the reddits and and uh, see uh, some of the uh, the leaked videos it, it does not it does not look good. But, uh, but that's you know that's obviously woo, obviously taken out of context and um, not intended for uh, for viewing by um, by folks so you know you can't <clears throat> you cannot hold I don't think it's it's fair to hold CI G I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to call them CIG I don't care what they say I don't think it's fair to hold them uh, uh, responsible or to task for uh, that sort of leaked material um, but I do think that it still is indicative of of things, of information. So, there is that. Alright, well guys, um, you got anything else? Play Osiris New Dawn, and you'll be happy. Oh! Okay. Alright. Osiris New Dawn.
2: They just released, so they just released a lot of their... They completely revamped the game, so you have to play the experimental branch to really see what I'm talking about, but um, the revamp, they just launched a bunch of changes, and it's really, it's looking really good.
0: They're actually delivering things. Awesome. I will keep that in mind. Uh, Is Steam, I can put that on my wish list? Yes, you can. Yep, they're on Steam. All right. Uh, Sorian I don't
1: think I have anything else.
0: Okay. Um, You, uh, bourbon supply okay?
1: I'm actually, I'm out right now, but, uh, I, I've gone through quite a bit in the past couple of weeks, so maybe that's not such bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, you might be out on purpose for a little while. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, been there, done that. Um, I'm, I'm now rocking the big out, <laughs> 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 the forever out. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, especially you, not during no. quarantine, Doc. Oh God, no, God, no, no. All right, well. Um, we plan to be back uh, for our next show sometime in June. Um, if anything changes with that, of course, I will tweet a thang to the place about the stuff. Uh, but until then, I am still Pants on Head Gleep. He is still Sorian, and he is still Vendus. Uh, this has been Tom Nook Don't surf. Brought to you by the fine folks over at the Pantscast family of shows, a wholly owned subsidiary of Leaps Gaming Network, TM, where all our shows are double mask ugly. That's right, ladies, not to worry. If the first mask breaks, the halitosis still ain't got no place to go. Because we can't help it. It must be genetical and can't be because of the Monday's mountain double onion rings from the last place in our zip code still delivering at this hour.
1: And don't forget to take a look at our new show, LSD Pants, coming soon <laughs> to a podcaster
0: near you. <laughs> at, we we're acid-washed. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. And please do be sure to go to gleepsgaming.fun for stuff and links, particularly the one you click on to come hang with us over on our Discurs, Discur, <laughs> Oh, you got You got any ranch dressing for my discards? <laughs> For the, for the dipping ranch ranch where you can let us see your acid pants. yeah
2: when you get to the bottom you go back to the top of the slide stop turn and go
1: Uh, where am I?